Welcome to the Gut Health Dialogues with Alyssa. Hi, I'm Alyssa, a registered dietitian, integrative and functional nutrition therapist, and real food enthusiast. In this podcast, I'm thrilled to share with you the tried and tested secrets to living a symptom-free life, whether you're living with IBS, SIBO, poor digestion, or any other stomach issue. If you're sick and tired of hearing from doctors that there is nothing wrong with you, but still feeling worse and ready to take control of your gut health, this podcast is for you. So let's get started. If you're on the low FODMAP diet, you've probably had moments, especially in the beginning, where you just wanted someone to tell you what to eat and what to avoid. The low FODMAP diet is nuanced to say the least. There's a lot more to it than just eliminating a food or two in order to address your IBS symptoms. If you discover you're sensitive to gluten, you choose gluten-free products. If you discover that dairy doesn't do you any favors, you give up dairy products. But the low FODMAP diet is different. FODMAPs are all over the place, and they hide where you wouldn't expect to find them. So for those of you who are wondering what the heck I'm talking about, FODMAPs are a group of fermentable carbohydrates, and the term FODMAP is an acronym that stands for fermentable oligodimonosaccharides and polyols. So these fermentable carbohydrates cause digestive symptoms for many people with IBS, SIBO, and other stomach issues. FODMAPs increase the amount of water in the small intestine, which can lead to stool changes, And they also ferment when they come into contact with bacteria, which can lead to unpleasant digestive symptoms associated with gas production, like gas, bloating, pain, and disruption of bowel habits. Many people with IBS find that the low FODMAP diet can go a long way toward helping them feel better and figure out which foods tend to cause problems for them. But FODMAPs are not an all-or-nothing thing. There's individuality from person to person. Foods are classified as high or low FODMAP depending on the amount of FODMAP they contain, but your FODMAP tolerance can change over time, and the foods that you choose at any given time will also depend on which phase of the low FODMAP diet you are in. The low FODMAP diet is a three-stage elimination diet. You cycle through these stages over a period of a few weeks and they include the elimination phase, the reintroduction phase, and the personalization phase. During the elimination phase, you eliminate all high FODMAP foods. During the reintroduction phase, you reintroduce high FODMAP foods systematically to determine your tolerance level of each category. During the personalization phase, You take all the data you gathered in the reintroduction phase and use it to develop a long-term eating plan. And this plan includes low FODMAP foods that you tolerate and avoiding ones that cause symptoms. Um, And then once you figure out what you could tolerate, you figure out how much of the foods you can tolerate. So it's called personalization because the final eating plan will vary from person to person. That being said, there are certain high FODMAP foods that are best left alone uh, unless your practitioner has told you you can add them back in. And there are certain low FODMAP foods that are safe to eat at any point during the diet. If you are suffering from digestive complaints like bloating, gas, uh, stomach pain or discomfort, diarrhea or loose stools, I 
recommend trying the low FODMAP diet as there's a lot of research to support it. Actually, about 70% of people with these sorts of functional digestive issues benefit from the diet. And it is one of the therapeutic diets that I use with my clients in my private practice every single day. For tools to help you get started with the low FODMAP diet, download my IBS resource guide. This is where I have a couple apps and a few supplements that will help just about anyone who's starting their journey um, with the with IBS or SIBO and um, help you make the diet piece a breeze and the supplements will help you to calm down your symptoms right away while you're working on longer term solutions. So download my IBS resource guide at nutritionresolution.com slash IBS. So we are here today, though, um, to talk about low FODMAP restaurant foods. So for some of you, that was review. For others of you, that was brand new information. But regardless of what camp you're in, this topic is by far the most challenging thing for the clients, for my clients, um, and many people dealing with IBS and following the low FODMAP diet. And why is that? There are three main reasons. The low FODMAP diet has so many foods you have to pay attention to. As I said earlier, it's not as simple as avoiding one food component like gluten or dairy. The second reason is, as of yet, food establishments do not feature low FODMAP options on their menus, uh, unlike a gluten-free diet or more weight-conscious weight menu items. And then the third reason is that some key ingredients that are high in FODMAPs specifically wheat, onion, and garlic, are ubiquitous in the food supply, and they show up absolutely everywhere and appear in just about every cuisine. But please don't despair. I've devoted many years to collecting uh, solutions to this, and I'm sharing a ton of them with you today. So let's start talking about restaurants just in general. No matter which phase of the low FODMAP diet you're in, it's a good idea to have some staple foods that you know you can have and try to build a meal or find a meal that includes those foods. These are foods that are either very low FODMAP or have no FODMAPs at all. And these can be your go-tos uh, when you're eating away from home and just are not sure what you can have. So the foods that I'm about to go through, these are foods to look for on menus because they are low FODMAP. So first... Just about any protein food is low FODMAP. That includes chicken, turkey, beef, and fish and shellfish like lobster, salmon, tuna, shrimp, even eggs. So any protein is going to be fine. Where we get into trouble is what is put on it. Is there a sauce, seasoning, or marinade? So you want to try to order as basic as you can and... um and try to avoid some of those extras that can get you into trouble. The next food group that you're going to do pretty well with is low FODMAP dairy products, and that's going to be primarily hard cheeses. So one of the best tips I have for you when you're trying to remember which dairy products are low FODMAP, it depends on the lactose content. Lactose is the FODMAP portion of dairy, and actually – not all dairy products are high in lactose. Very few people 
seem to know that. I think even a lot of doctors tell their IBS clients just avoid dairy. And that is, well, it's not only grossly oversimplified, and that might be why they're saying it, because they only have a couple minutes to talk to you. But um, it tends to it really over-restrict you because what most people miss when they have to cut out dairy is, is it drinking milk? Heck no. It's cheese. And um, that's actually most cheeses are actually fine for most people with digestive issues. So, so uh, when the my trick for thinking about this is the more liquid dairy food is at room temperature, the higher lactose or the higher FODMAP it is, and the more solid it is at room temperature, uh, the less lactose it has, and the more likely it is to be low FODMAP. So think about butter. That's very low FODMAP. It's on this, the most low end of the spectrum. And cheese is right next to it. Very solid, uh, very low FODMAP, hard cheeses. And then when it gets to be about as soft and liquidy as ricotta and uh, cottage cheese, that's where we start to get into trouble with lactose. That's where I would stop and avoid anything that's as soft or softer than ricotta or cottage cheese, which would also include yogurt and um, definitely milk and ice cream. Or you can opt for non-dairy milks or low-lactose versions of milk, yogurt, or ice cream. You can also build meals around gluten-free grains, and there are are actually a lot of good gluten-free starches that you can include with meals, and those include rice, potatoes, quinoa, sweet potatoes, and popcorn is one. I don't know how helpful that is dining out. Um, oatmeal as well if you're having breakfast. Low FODMAP vegetables. So these are the vegetables that are low in FODMAP. Lettuces, cabbage, kale, carrots, now the, the and cucumbers, and tomatoes. So those that I just listed, those are really good go-to salad vegetables. Um, if you're looking for more of a steamed vegetable, it would be green beans, maybe carrots, zucchini, bell peppers, that sort of thing. And again, um, the IBS resource guide has some apps that will give you a complete list. Certain fruits are low FODMAP, but those include strawberries, pineapple, grapes, oranges, blueberries, and kiwi. And just be careful with fruit because fructose is a FODMAP and fructose is found in all fruits. Uh, but remember, this is the low FODMAP diet, not the no FODMAP diet. So there is a certain portion of fruits that are allowed, but even the low FODMAP fruits have a limit in their portion. And the Monash app that I reference in my IBS resource guide gives you the exact portion sizes that you should have. Seeds and nuts are pretty much okay, uh, that, except for a couple, which I'll talk about in a second. So you can look for, you know, peanuts, uh, walnuts, almonds on a menu are going to be just fine. Foods sweetened with table sugar or maple syrup or uh, certain beverages like many teas, if you, a black tea, a green tea, peppermint tea, Ruibos tea, coffee, and believe it or not, even spirits. You can have beer, red wine, white wine, gin, vodka, 
really most alcohol is low FODMAP, and you just want to limit yourself to a drink or two. Now let's talk about the high FODMAP foods to avoid. Now, I much prefer talking about the foods to eat than talking about the foods to avoid, but we have to be aware of them. So you don't have to give up all FODMAP-containing foods, but let's talk about kind of the red alert ones. So high lactose dairy foods, um, as I was discussing earlier, those are the liquid or very soft at room temperature and include cow's milk, yogurt, pudding, and ice cream. We also need to avoid products that contain wheat, rye, or barley. That includes breads, regular breads, pasta crackers, uh, breakfast cereal, cereals that contain wheat. So luckily there are a lot of gluten-free alternatives, and that's what you want to go for here. Legumes and pulses in general are very high FODMAP. Um, you know, beans are kind of infamous for their gas-producing qualities, so they're a no-go on the low FODMAP diet. There are some nuances and exceptions if you're cooking at home, but we're talking about ordering in restaurants today, so these are just going to be a no-go. And then a couple of nuts that I mentioned earlier that you want to avoid are cashews and pistachios. Certain vegetables, as I mentioned earlier, um, definitely onion and garlic when you can. And so remember that those are going to be invisible in a lot of foods, but they're going to be, um, so certainly you may see pieces of onion in your food, but onion can definitely be in there and you can't, and you can't necessarily see it or onion powder and onion powder. We do need to avoid as well. Same with garlic powder. So onions and garlic, um, the best way to steer clear of those is to ask for the food to not be seasoned and just use salt and pepper and maybe some butter. And then uh, to just ask for sauces on the side and avoid mixed dishes that are in sauce or soups. Those are the types of um, dishes that you can't see the hidden onion and garlic. Other vegetables to avoid are, are kind of random. Again, this is why uh, you need some resources to help you out with this on a day-to-day basis. Um, but asparagus, mushroom, bell peppers, uh, I'm sorry, red peppers, Brussels sprouts, um, so, and then butternut squash, cauliflower, leeks, and scallions. I think I said peppers earlier. Uh, that would be green peppers. So I'm talking about red peppers now. So, yeah, this is a very nuanced diet, you guys. Um, but... Um, the apps I have, so there's two apps in the IBS resource guide that I'm, I'm referring to. One is the Monash app, and Monash is the university that developed the low FODMAP diet, and they're continuing to update the research, and the, their app has the most up-to-date information, and it's a complete, uh, food guide. You can look up many, 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 many foods, and, uh, Pull up, are they high FODMAP? Are they low FODMAP? It uses a simple green, yellow, and red light system, and it also tells you if it has some FODMAPs in it, what portion can you have? So, oh my gosh, it's, it's a wonderful resource. It's, um, it's not completely free. It's about $10, but it's a one-time fee, and then you're good to go. Um, the other app is more of a grocery shopping app, which is helpful because it'll help you uh, pinpoint um, ingredients in a grocery product. You can scan a label and it'll just flag if there's a high FODMAP ingredient in there, which is just amazing. 
Um, let's get through the rest of this list. So I'm just going to list a few fruits here that are high FODMAP to steer clear of. Apples, apricots, berries, mangoes, watermelon, pears, peaches, nectarines, avocados. It's actually quite, it's quite a sad list. Um, but remember, you can have lots of fruits. There are so many, many fruits you can have. And we always want to, once we learn what we have to avoid, we want to turn our attention toward what we can have because you can love the foods that you eat. And if you do that, you're not going to be thinking about the food or missing the foods as much that you're not eating or even at all, honestly. So remember, we can have strawberries, oranges, pineapples, so many great fruits. Um, sweeteners to avoid, honey, agave, high fructose corn syrup, molasses, and then not all artificial sweeteners. This is another mis- misconception I hear all the time is, okay, I can't have artificial sweeteners on the low FODMAP diet. And while there are concerns about certain artificial sweeteners, the ones that are really high FODMAP that are going to like directly impact and cause gut symptoms are the ones ending in OL. And that includes sorbitol, mannitol, xylitol, maltitol. So remember that OL is, those are the sweeteners that we need to avoid that are going to cause noticeable gut symptoms. Um, just a side note, kind of my favorite sweetener that's natural, you know, uh, more natural and healthy just overall in general would be like um, erythritol, uh, I'm sorry, it would be stevia uh, or monk fruit. All right. And then um, beverages to avoid chamomile tea, believe it or not, it's, it has uh, FODMAPs in it. And fruit juices uh, in any large amount, especially juices that are using fruits that are high FODMAP, like apple juice. So, again, if you find this list overwhelming, you're right. It is. So, remember um, to download my IBS resource guide, and that has the list of apps and other tools for you. Um, now, let's dive into – so, that <clears throat> that we're talking about restaurants in general, but now let's dive into some more specifics about fast food. Yep, you heard me right. You can even find low FODMAP fast food options with a little knowledge and at times strategic ordering. In fact, <laughs> I've created another guide for you that is a comprehensive low FODMAP fast food guide with options for low FODMAP pizza, burgers, sandwich places, and more. This guide is a treasure trove of low FODMAP options from various common fast food restaurants, providing you with a wide variety of gut-friendly options to choose from. And you can download my low FODMAP fast food guide at nutritionresolution.com slash fast food. Having quick and easy options can be a lifesaver on busy days, while traveling, or when you just do not have the energy to cook. Uh, this comprehensive guide will make navigating eating on the run so much easier and more enjoyable. Now, I'm going to share with you a bunch of specific examples here, but make sure to download the complete guide for a much more extensive list. So let's dive in and look at some family-friendly fast food options that will help you stay on track with your low FODMAP eating plan. First, we're going to talk about drive through burger joints. Yes, you can eat low FODMAP even at the drive through You just have to be smart about it. So here are some of my favorite options. Wendy's low FODMAP options. 
When you need dinner now and on a budget, you may opt for the Wendy's drive-thru. And while Wendy's may not make my healthy restaurant top 10 list, there are things you can order there that can provide nutrition and help you stick with your low FODMAP eating plan. One of them is the grilled chicken and bacon and cheese potato with shredded cheese. One nice thing about Wendy's is that that they offer baked potatoes, which are low FODMAP. Hooray! So as long as you're careful with your toppings, a baked potato is a good choice. Chicken is also a safe food on the low FODMAP diet. The seasonings, marinades, and sauces can get you, but at Wendy's you can safely order the grilled chicken. Grilled chicken and a baked potato will fill you up, give you a good dose of protein, and even provide some of those vitamins and minerals your body needs, all without going over your FODMAP total. My next option at Wendy's is the artisan egg sandwich without bun and without hollandaise sauce. Eggs are another lifesaver on the low FODMAP diet, and Wendy's has you covered. While you do need to skip the bread, the egg salad itself will provide you with protein and nutrients without the FODMAPs. Pair it with a lettuce salad topped with tomato, cucumber, and cheese. You'll want to stay away from their packaged dressings, though, but if you plan ahead a bit, you can bring your own. Or if you're bringing your takeout home, just make sure to keep some low FODMAP dressings on hand. Bodhi Foods is an awesome go-to for low FODMAP dressings. Um, Bodhi Foods stocks products um, in various regular grocery stores, and they have a wider selection online at BodhiFoods.com. And if you go to BodhiFoods.com and you go to where they have their salad dressing options, you'll find some great salad dressings. So these are an example of what I'm talking about because salad dressings are another one of those ubiquitous areas where we find onion and garlic in almost every product. So Fodi Foods has a few great flavors of salad dressings that don't have any onion, garlic, or honey, or molasses, or any other FODMAPs. And they have these little, cute little go-to dressing containers. I have a few of them at home, use them all the time when I'm on the go. So um, definitely go to FodiFoods.com if you don't already have something like something like that and grab those. Um, and that's just a huge, just a, a tip for when you're out eating because a lot of times even in a sit-down restaurant, you can order a salad, uh, you know, grilled meat, and then you have your dressing with you. And just as a side note, if you don't have dressing with you, oil and red wine vinegar works in a pinch as well. All right, get back to fast food. So the other, the third option at Wendy's is a hamburger with lettuce and tomatoes without bun with french fries. Sometimes you just need a burger, and as long as you go bunless, you can grab one at Wendy's. Add some lettuce and tomato if you like, and you can even have it with fries, but be careful about ketchup. Sadly, ketchup is high in FODMAPs um, a, a lot of the time, especially when they use High, food, high fructose corn syrup. There are some ketchups over um, in the grocery stores that do not have high fructose corn syrup, and in that case, they are often okay. Um, but eat, dining out, since you don't know, and a lot of times they are using ketchup that has high fructose corn syrup. Let's talk about another burger joint, Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box has a couple good low FODMAP options. You can opt for either a chick, either chicken or a burger. 
So for chicken, try the Jack in the Box chicken club salad uh, grilled or their grilled chicken salad. Just make sure to skip the croutons. This is a good option if you don't have your own dressing because the balsamic dressing at Jack in the Box is low FODMAP. Uh, or at Jack in the Box, you can get a burger. Um, you can order the double jack as long as you skip the onions and bun. You can top your burger with mustard or even order a side of french fries. All right, so we talked about burgers. Let's talk about low FODMAP pizza options. It is possible to eat takeout pizza on the low FODMAP diet. The first thing you want to do is find a place with a gluten-free crust. No, gluten doesn't contain FODMAPs, but wheat flour does. And gluten-free crusts are made without wheat flour. Sometimes they're cauliflower-based, so definitely watch out for that. So let me just repeat that. Many gluten-free crusts are cauliflower-based, and cauliflowers are very high in FODMAPs. Um, but... If uh, you just want to check and make sure that their gluten-free crust is made with gluten-free flour versus any cauliflower. Um, so I can't speak for all pizza places, but there are um, definitely pizza places that use um, a gluten-free crust made with gluten-free flour. One, uh, one couple of examples for you, Mod Pizza. Mod Pizza is kind of like the subway of pizza places. You can choose as many toppings as you want, and they build your pizza on the spot. So it's fairly easy to skip the high FODMAP toppings. If you're eating low FODMAP at Mod, go for the gluten-free crust. You'll have to skip the tomato sauce. It has onion and garlic, but you can have it top the pizza topped with olive oil, diced tomatoes, cheese, Canadian bacon, and low FODMAP veggies like olives and green bell peppers. The other option would be, can you believe it, Pizza Hut. Go for a gluten-free pizza with no sauce, but you can top it with plain olive oil, light cheese, and low FODMAP toppings like pepper, tomato, pineapple, etc. If you're making your own pizza, you have more choice of the brands you choose for toppings. Um, and it is possible to have traditionally higher FODMAP toppings if you're careful in just super small amounts. So again, that's one reason it's great to uh, use the low FODMAP app. All right, next, uh, the low FODMAP Monash app. Um, next section, I'm sorry, the last category is low FODMAP sub sandwich options. The nice thing about going to a sub sandwich place is that you have lots of control over exactly what you get. And many places offer a lot of options. So let's talk about two different specific places. Subway. If you're hitting a subway, you have a couple choices. And no, neither one is actually a sandwich. But I do recommend either going with a custom salad. So you can get a custom salad and include any vegetables that you want. So you'll want to refer to your low FODMAP apps to um to help you recall, but remember earlier as I was listing the vegetables, um, most, many, many salad ingredients and vegetables that go well in salad are low FODMAP. So with using those ingredients, you can build a really nice salad and just make sure to opt for either plain oil or vinegar or bring your own salad dressing in your little FODI container. The other thing you can do at Subway is a cheese omelet. 
And no, Subway does not advertise omelets. But if you order the egg and cheese flatbread and get it without the flatbread, that's basically what you have. All right, our last low FODMAP food place that we're going to discuss today is Jimmy John's. At Jimmy John's, you can order an unwitch. This is more than just a breadless sandwich. They'll wrap your sandwich ingredients in lettuce and paper so you can hold on to it and eat it like a sandwich instead of having to opt for a fork. Again, just be mindful of choosing low FODMAP toppings and sticking with oil and vinegar as a sauce. If you've been inspired by the choices we discussed today, make sure to download my low FODMAP fast food guide that goes far beyond what we've covered here. This guide is a goldmine of low FODMAP options from various common fast food restaurants, providing you with a wide variety of gut-friendly options to choose from. A list like this is hard to find, but it's my master list that I've put together after a decade of working with the low FODMAP diet uh, for clients in my private practice who are struggling with IBS. So I've put this master list into a format for you to be able to download and use when you're on the go. If you've been inspired by the choices discussed today, make sure to download my low FODMAP fast food guide that goes far beyond what we've covered here today. This guide is a goldmine of low FODMAP options from various fast food restaurants, providing you with a wide variety of gut-friendly options to choose from. A list like this is hard to find, but it's my master list that I put together after a decade of working with the low FODMAP diet and my private private practice with my IBS clients. So download it at nutritionresolution.com slash fast food. 